Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm fantasy author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I want to take a quick moment to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new short stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. If you're not familiar with Patreon yet, Patreon is a platform that allows readers to support authors with a small monthly contribution, and you can join our Patreon family over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new piece of writing for my patrons every single month, as well as an exclusive video diary. You can gain access to my entire Patreon vault for just $2 a month, or if you up your pledge to $3, you will receive each novel as an ebook before it's released anywhere else. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Labs. This week's featured book is The Witch's Fortune. In the small town of Mountain Shadow, Fiona and Eleanor have always been the weird Grimes sisters. Fiona never had any intention of moving back home, but when her parents are killed in a fire, she's drawn back to the rambling old house that's been in her family for generations. There she finds an unwelcome guest, the spirit of a 19th century gold prospector who knew her great-great-grandmother Loretta. He's there for one reason and one reason alone, to keep Fiona from leaving Mountain Shadow. When Fiona enlists the help of her psychic friend Jinx, she learns more than she bargained for. With the draw of a card, she finds herself questioning not just her own life's purpose, but the greater destiny of her entire family. And I was actually reading the description from the back of the paperback because I forgot to drop it into my notes, um, but I did get all my paperbacks in the mail this week, so that was really exciting. Um, the reason I'm featuring The Witch's Fortune, it is Fiona's prequel novella in the Witches of Mountain Shadow series. And it launches on Monday. And so you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Um, you can also get the paperback. Uh, and then it will be it'll be out on Monday. So that's exciting for me. It's time for my little life updates now that I do each and every week. And <laughs> this week, I have to say, I'm kind of feeling like I'm at full capacity. Um I don't know what it is. I think some weeks are just like that, um, especially when you have a kid. And I was thinking about this because I, I was having a conversation on the phone with my stepdad last night, and I've always been a doer, a doer of things. Uh, I've always been really goal-oriented, and I've always been able to just schedule time in for the things I want to do and then accomplishing them because I I really like structure and schedule and I know oh, if I get up at this time I can do this this and this and when I'm done with work I have this chunk of time and I can do these things and I do my grocery shopping on this day I mean that's just how I've always been my entire adult life and you know things like you know following a training plan to run a marathon like that works for me because it tells me what I have to do 
on these days to accomplish this thing. Same with being a writer. It's like, okay, well, here's my daily word count goal. I should finish my rough draft on this day and it takes me this long to edit. Da da da. And having a kid <laughs> really kind of threw a wrench into that. Um, we do have a good amount of structure and schedule, but it's not always ironclad. It requires a lot more flexibility. And I find that my energy level is just not what it was before. <laughs> and um, I have found myself, you know, since we had him and since I've been like a work from home parent, I find myself constantly blocking out my time into like more segmented and rigorous time chunks based on his naps and when he's awake. And if I have to make a phone call or go into town or go to the doctor, like all those things get scheduled in my time blocks. And I'm really protective of his nap time because that's when I do all my work. And so I don't, I don't take phone calls from really anybody, hardly anybody, maybe my granny, cause she's like 95 and you know, time is precious to me, but it's very precious to her. <laughs> and so, you know, but I really, I really try not to take any phone calls uh, or do anything not writing or author business related when he's napping. And I get up really early and that time is also for writing and ads. And if it, anything that I think is going to save me some time or save me some energy, like I'm on board, like I will order my groceries online and pick them up. I try to automate things where I can. I, I used to love taking, you know, these martial arts classes and I'd go three or four times a week and work out for an hour or two. And I just, you know, I don't have that time now and we live, we're really rural. And so I can't just pop over to a dojo or a martial arts school or a gym. I have to work out at home and I've gotten to the point where those things are really quick and efficient. Um, and I have zero tolerance for things that I think will waste my time. Like this week, I almost blew off this new dentist that my husband had made me an appointment for because at this office, they require a separate appointment for an evaluation before they'll do a cleaning. And I was like, so angry. <laughs> I was like, do you know what it costs me in terms of time and energy to get here for not just one, but two appointments because I have to arrange for my husband to leave work early so he can be with the baby. And he works over an hour away right now. I have to leave milk for my son, drive an hour round trip to be here. Like it's just, it's those kind of things that just, I, I really try to ruthlessly cut them out, but I hadn't got my teeth cleaned in like two years. And so <laughs> it was time. Um, but I lately I've felt and I think my husband feels the same way that the both of us are just working all the time and there's just not enough time for getting all the life things done, let alone, you know, having enough, or I should say as much quality fun time as we would want as a family. And so we're working on scheduling in more fun things, um, which is hard because on the days that my husband is off work, those are supposed to be days that I have uninterrupted to do the work that I need to do. And those are days that I like to go to a coffee shop and have really uninterrupted writing time. Those are days where I try to do things like get my hair cut, 
<laughs> because it's really hard to take my son to those kind of appointments. Um, and I think before I had kids, I really thought I was going to like hack it, like hack being a parent because I was like, oh, people like say how hard it is and they whine all the time about babies and sleep deprivation and kids. It just, it just can't be that hard because I'm like good at things. Like it just, it can't be that hard. And, uh, so it's been humbling to say the least. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I I've so enjoyed being a parent and watching my son grow and it's forced me to become much more flexible because before I had him, I would not say I was a flexible or chill person at all. I'm not a chill person still, but I'm much more equipped to go with the flow than I was before. And I don't like to plan as far ahead as I used to. Like I plan out my day and my week, but if someone's talking to me about something happening a month from now, I'm like, that might as well be happening five years from now. That's so far out. (laughs) So I guess... I'm not complaining. I'm only going into this because it's what I'm dealing with right now. And I'm curious how other working parents deal with this. Like, do you feel the same way? If you and your spouse or your partner both work, do you feel like there's not enough time to do all the things that need to be done and that you want to get done professionally and time to just be chill and enjoy yourself? Um, is your house always kind of a mess? Uh, <laughs> do you really resent things like going to the dentist because of the time it's going to take? Uh, I'm really curious. So you can write me or you can um, leave a comments on the YouTube channel if you're watching. You can email me directly at tarabender at gmail.com, Tara with an H if you don't want to post your comment publicly. But yeah, let me know. Okay. <laughs> kid life soapbox aside, it's time for my writing updates. And as I mentioned before, this coming Monday is the official release of The Witch's Fortune. That is Fiona's prequel novella. And it's kind of funny because I wrote it, I think between books five and six, or maybe in the midst of book six. But in fact, it takes place before book one of the series. And I'm releasing it after book six. But The way I felt about it is you finish a series and you're kind of bummed because you want to keep spending time with those characters. And it didn't really make sense for me to go further on in time. And so I kind of went back in time to give you her story about how she came to, you know, return to Mountain Shadow and start her life there um, after being gone for so many years. And uh, that's when Eleanor is coming into her magical powers There is a spirit named Cornelius who is from Liverpool and was a lot of fun to write. Um, Jinx is in this one, Bellamy is in this one, and so if you know the series and you like those characters, definitely pick it up. I got up last night to feed my son in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep because I was laying awake thinking about the release, which I usually don't get worried about um, new releases, but... This is a novella, and I hadn't really planned on people buying it. (laughs) That sounds weird, but I had made it part of the VIP launch, and so I figured that anybody who's enough of a fan of the series to want it will get it for free when they get The Witch's Fortune. But I've had a good amount of pre-orders on it, and so 
I was kind of angsting. I was like, oh, I felt like maybe I priced it too high um, because, you know, it's only on Novella and I was pricing it at $2.99 only because Amazon makes it anything less than $2.99. You only get 30% instead of 70% of the royalties. And I was like, oh, I feel like $2.99 is a little bit steep and maybe I should lower it, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if it's too late. And so I got onto Amazon this morning <laughs> at like six o'clock maybe before six and I looked and I could update it. And so I, I lowered the price to $1.99 just for the launch. And, uh, anybody who pre-ordered it should get it at that price. And so I just, I was angsting about it because not because I don't think it's worth $2.99. I think that ebook prices are artificially low compared to what is entailed in the creation of them. Um, the intellectual property involved and, kind of what you pay for other things, like stupid things, like a, a cup of coffee at a coffee shop. Um, but I always want people to feel like they got a good value for what they pay for my books in terms of entertainment and time spent and enjoyment. And so I think I'll probably bring the price back up after the launch, but I just, I wanted to reward people who liked the series so much that they went and pre-ordered it and anyone who's going to buy it in this first week. Um, so that's what I was angsting about. Um, I have, I have been writing on my new epic fantasy novel. That one, I am over 50,000 words. I might be closer to 60,000 words. I haven't checked my word count. Um, it's still a lot of fun. I do find that it's moving a little bit more slowly than I had expected because I'm doing a lot of retooling as I go, which I don't usually do. But I think I'm kind of having to learn to write in this genre as I go, because it's, it's very different. It's a longer book. Um, more has to happen. I'm really trying to get kind of a little bit of a, a character arc in this first book. Um, you know, really my character arcs span a series, um, but I like to show growth a little bit in each book. And in terms of the hero's journey, there's certain things that kind of have to happen. Um, if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell, Hero with a Thousand Faces, the hero's journey is kind of this, the bones of the story that we've been telling and retelling across, you know, all stories, movies, novels, all that, you know, from Star Wars to Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter, um, all the way back to Homer and the Iliad, you know, these things, these are story patterns that repeat and they're things that we're familiar with um, on, we're not really consciously aware of these things, but we kind of expect stories to have these certain touch points. And so kind of trying to work those in as I go. And as I said, I made a pretty big change in the very beginning that kind of affects the whole book. I finally finished those tweaks, but now I'm kind of um, making some changes as I further develop the world. So the creatures that inhabit this world, like dwarves and orcs and things like that, and kind of their individual tribes and the politics of the kingdom uh, make a big difference. And so things are kind of always evolving as I write. And those are things that I would normally fix in edits, but when they affect kind of the whole trajectory of the story, I need to fix them as I go. So that's why it's taking me a little bit longer. But I think 
I'm still fairly on track to finish the first draft by the end of June. I need to take a few days at the end of June and write um, my story for Patreon, but I'm hoping I'll have that finished by the end of the month. I received my giant shipment of paperbacks this week. And so yesterday I was signing and personalizing a bunch of books to go out to patrons, people who bought the paperbacks during the VIP launch period and um, the ones I just gave away at my lunch party. So today I'm going to the post office. I'm going to mail a whole bunch of books. (laughs) And I feel like the post office people always think I'm trying to game the system or something like when I, you know, select media mail and I'm mailing all these books and they're like, why is she mailing all these books? I just feel like it's like a weird thing to arrive with a huge jumbo box of individual books that need mailed, but maybe it's not as uncommon as I think. Um, I just launched the new version of the Fringe collection. By new version, I mean the new cover. So that is live in ebook uh, if you want to see the new cover. I haven't gotten the paperback done yet. I've just had kind of a full plate this week, but I'm hoping to get a proof of that ordered maybe sometime this weekend. And then Amazon's been taking a really long time. So maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll, uh, I'll have a paperback available, um, but I will certainly let you know when I do. That's it for my writing update. It's time for what I'm reading this week. And on my Kindle, I am reading Kingdoms at War by Lindsay Broker. That's Dragon Gate book one. Um, That series is high fantasy with dragons and mages. The mages are kind of these evil overlords and the humans down below. They live, so the mages live in sky castles (laughs) and the humans down below are kind of struggling to survive. You get the vibe that life is just really hard for the humans and it follows um and kind of an archaeologist woman and her son who's a teenager and they're on this dig and they unearth this portal this dragon portal essentially the dragon gate for which the series is named i assume i'm only about a quarter of the way through but the world building is fantastic um I know some people have complained that this one is a little bit darker than Lindsay Broker's other work, and I'd say it definitely has a slightly darker tone, but it's nothing super dark, because I don't like super dark stuff. Um, But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, the world building is super in-depth and rich. The characters are very relatable and believable. So I'm really enjoying that one. I'm also listening to another Lindsay Baroker. I'm listening to Secrets of the Sword 2. And this is part of her, her um, Death Before Dragon series. It's kind of a continuation of the original six books. And I thought I was done with that series, um, but it turns out I missed the last two books. And so that was really kind of a surprise, fun find that I had two more to enjoy. Um, this one is Urban Fantasy but I would say it's almost cross genre between urban fantasy and high fantasy because it's set in modern times. Um, The main character is very much of this world that we're familiar with, but she's half elf. And um, the other main character is a dragon shifter from another realm. There is lots of travel between realms and there are lots of characters that we associate with high fantasy. So like, um, goblins and dwarves 
but it's all in modern day, I think Seattle or Washington area. And so that's, it's really interesting. I, I love this series. It's super funny and entertaining and just really fun read. So I definitely recommend Death Before Dragons if you haven't read it already. All right, we're about to wrap up here, but before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a YouTube comment from Bird, and uh, Bird had commented on the Ether Witch audiobook that I have posted on my channel. Bird writes, Disabled veteran and wife with PTSD use audiobooks to combat the living nightmare. I preambled that so you know when we say we truly loved your book, it brought us peace and hours of enjoyment. Really means something. We listen to audiobooks every night. We have years of them under our belt. This was so enjoyable. Shorten the length of many praises. Thank you for writing, sharing, uploading, and uh, thank you for this wonderful book. Now hubby wants me to look for your other books. Live long and prosper. Thank you so much, Bird, and thank you for your service. I am so glad that Etherwitch brought you some enjoyment and escape. That's always what I'm after. If you, dear listener, have any questions or comments you'd like for me to read on the show, you can send them to tarabenner at gmail.com, or you can post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I am Tara Benner author on YouTube. I post a new podcast video every week, and I'm going to be posting some new um, audio stories. So make sure you subscribe to my channel. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like. We can drink all the coffee, you can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.